to another episode of Soul Care with me, Angie Fatal. My pronouns are she, her, hers. And I am on the unceded territory of the Multnomah, Wasco, Calitz, Kathlamet, Clackamas, Bands of Chinook, Tualatin, Kalapuya, Malala, and many other tribes who made their home in this place that I now live and call my home. And I want to remind everybody, like I try to do almost every week, that saying a land acknowledgement is powerful. And it centers the land back where the land belongs. But it is not enough. And so when you do a land acknowledgement, when you think about the land that your home sits on, wherever you are in the world... You may not have indigenous people that lived there before you, but you had someone. And so holding that space and acknowledging the land is just something that we live on and we are caretakers of. And if you can find ways to give back to communities that were there before you or that land was stolen from, ways to build up those communities to acknowledge their rights to give to their art their justice the things that they're working on because ultimately most of those times those things benefit us as well so I say that hoping that when I do a land acknowledgement, it doesn't go in one ear and out the other, and it isn't something that you fast forward. I hope that it's something that each and every person that listens thinks and considers about where their home sits and who was there before them and how that land became to be what it is right now. So here we are. And here I am with you, and um, I'm sitting in my office, and I came down to my office. It's in the basement of our house. Pretty, pretty stressed, pretty um, burning the candle on both ends. And the funny thing about it was I had planned on talking about staying calm and calming our bodies in whatever situation we're in and doing a meditation. And I think I'm still going to do that, but I thought it was pretty funny that um, (laughs) I was running around. Every Thursday I, um, with a group of people, cook soup for um, different homeless camps that are in Portland right now. And this might not come as a surprise to anybody in the United States, But maybe if you're outside of the United States, it might come as a surprise to you, but the pandemic has created um, a situation that was already extreme into uh, just a completely untenable situation for um, our homeless population. And if it hasn't doubled and tripled, I would be really shocked. There are families everywhere. And on Monday, we did a special soup for a homeless camp that is just youth. And um, yeah, let that sink in for a minute. About 40 kids that are probably mostly in their teens um, that are have created their own camp. 
And so I do that every Thursday. And this week, because we did the youth soup, I I did another soup because Thursday is our normal day. Anyway, I never know what I'm going to cook. I'm not one of those cooks that plans very much. I had an idea. And then, of course, I got into the soup I was making and realized I was missing ingredients. And then I had to go to the store. And then I decided I wanted to add potatoes to give it more depth. You know, I don't want somebody to just get a bunch of liquid. I want the, I want the soup to be full of vegetables and meat if I'm making a soup with meat. And, you know, I want you to get a spoonful of broth and a ton of other stuff. So you feel full when you're done eating it. And just, I'm not going to spend the whole podcast just talking about how the soup um, became a whole thing. One of the things I do want to talk about is I want to talk about where we can go in those moments. And soup is just a, it's a very, I mean, it's not a small thing in the, in the sense that it's feeding people. But it's a small thing on the stress scale. Because if the soup doesn't turn out good, or I don't love it, you know, people are still going to eat it, and they're going to be thankful that I at least tried. Or if the soup is terrible, I'll figure something else out. I'll go and spend money and buy soup. You know, it's not, it's not like crisis situations. But one of the things that I have been trying to do lately along with listening to that inner critic and calling it out when I see it, is also noticing when my, I don't know another way to put it, but like my inner engine is running high. And the high velocity or whatever, stress, anxiety that I'm carrying in the moment doesn't necessarily fit the moment that I'm in and trying to pay attention to that. And the other thing is as I pay attention to that, I want the things that I do to be filled with love and grace. And I don't want to just make something for people and just wham, bam, and it's done. I want to put love and thought and care and energy into every vegetable I cut, every tear that I cry from the onions. I want to be thinking about the people that will eat it. And it's so I guess what I'm saying is it's full of my intention. It's full of it becomes like a ritual that I do that I'm not just making soup for people that I will never see, that I'm making soup for people that deserve to be seen and loved and housed and fed, and that it's not a trial for me. So of course, when when you do something like that, typically things fall apart. It's just the way it is. You know, I'll forget what ingredients I need, or uh, I think I have chicken stock and I'm out of like all stock and I have to, you know, figure out how to make it and things fall apart. And I, and I think some of the reason that things fall apart 
is so that I can be conscious of almost like turning my body from chaos to calm. And I do that by catching myself in the moment and slowing myself down. And like today, it started off really good. I was listening to music. I was dancing around the kitchen. And I was, you know, filling that soup with love and positive energy and health and safety and all the things that I want for myself, I want for everyone. And then, you know, my phone blows up and I'm, I, I have a hard time not feeling pressured by time and that there's not enough time. That's a big one for me is to always feel like, you know, there's not enough time. And when I feel like there's not enough time, I get anxious or just stressed out. And so, you know, I, I caught that moment and I was like, okay, I'm going to stay centered. I'm going to, I'm going to breathe. And then, you know, this song changed. I, I switched to another thing that I was doing with the soup and then something else happened. And then I got pretty much halfway through the soup and that's when I realized I didn't have enough stock and then I was also missing something else. And so I was just like, okay, I'm going to stop what I'm doing. I'm going to go to the store. And then in the store, you know, I'm moving through the store like no problem, breathing, staying centered. And there's a joke in our family. It's pretty much my joke on myself. I cannot pick a grocery checkout line to save my life. If somebody's going to pick the longest line, accidentally it'll be me and of course <laughs> I, I picked the longest line and so I'm standing there and I'm like whatever you know time is just a, you know what is time it's nothing it's my man-made construct it's not a big deal it'll all get done and I stayed in the moment and then I had an amazing conversation with the person that was at the checkout and they were asking me what I was doing and it turns out they used to do food, not bombs, and they want to get involved again. And it was just this, you know, because I stayed in the moment. It was this beautiful thing. And so turning back to calm, turning back to centered, turning back to breath. And I got in my car and I just I felt so good because I had had a great conversation. I was like, OK, things are going good. I smiled at somebody getting into their car and then. I looked both ways, no big deal, you can see where this is going, and I started to back out, and somebody tore into the parking lot and almost hit me, <laughs> because they decided not to pay attention, and again, it was like, oh my gosh, and I was so pissed off, and then, so that's what I'm talking about, it's, I'd like to say it was just today, but it's a moment by moment catching myself swinging back to stress, swinging back to anxiety. And I want to say there's no judgment about doing that. We're people living in the world and things are happening to us and the people we love constantly. And we're being bombarded with other things that are not happening to us, but we're aware of. And it's just something that's, I guess, being human and living in the world. I mean, I'm guessing anybody listening to this is not in hibernation somewhere or, you know, uh, in solitude, not 
not able or willing to have contact with other people. So most of us are having to navigate these things and it's just life. And, but I realize a lot of these moments actually creep in and steal the joy I have in what I'm doing. And so that's really why I'm trying to focus on it because I don't want things to steal my joy and I don't want things to steal the peace that I have and the joy that I find in being able to do something like this because I haven't always had the finances to be able to make a huge pot of soup every single week and not feel, you know, it in the pocketbook of our family. So I'm coming to you today having experienced all of that. And as soon as I sat down in my office, it's like immediately my neighbor starts to pull back their garbage can. And so it's and then somebody's alarms going off. And so there's all these ways that are bombarding me And the calm, getting to that calm can be creative. You might be thinking, Angie, how can calm be creative? Well, I think the thing about what calms us is different for everybody. Like somebody is going to be calmed by, you know, taking a bubble bath and somebody else is like, There is no way I'm soaking in lukewarm water of my own filth. (laughs) I personally love a bubble bath. You know, someone else might be calmed by classical music and another person, it's, you know, screamo or punk. We are all different. We all have things that center us, allow us to let our guard down within ourselves. And it's different for every person. So for instance, when I came into my office and my inner engine was running high and all I wanted to do was just start the podcast, get it done, you know, be on schedule. (laughs) And again, If I treat the podcast the way that I potentially could treat that soup, then what's the point of doing it? You know, if it's not filled with my love and my care and me saying, I see you, I care about you, I care about your well-being... If I'm not putting that same kind of energy into the podcast, what is the point? If I'm not putting the same energy that I put into the soup, into this, I shouldn't be doing it. So I came down into my office and I caught myself. And I stopped what I was doing and I did the rituals that I do when I come into my office. I light candles. I take a a cedar smudge that I made over the winter in my favorite river spot and I smudge the room, really just, you know, smudged myself and called my best, my real self forward. 
And I reminded myself that there is enough time. And so that's all I want for you to remember, for you to know any of you that are out there that are like me, that (laughs) feel that there's not enough of something, there's not enough time, there's not enough of you to go around. And that could be more than just a feeling, you know, that could be what your job is telling you, what your family is telling you, what every day looks like for you, that there's just not enough of you to go around. And that is a real thing. And we can still stop and take a moment to center down and remind ourselves who we are. And so that's what I'd like for you to do today. I'd like for you with me to take a moment, wherever you are, if you need to pause the podcast and, you know, wait till you get into a spot where you can be alone and listen or take a walk. But wherever you are, I want you to take a moment and think about the times that bring you to calm. You know, when you're driving in your car and you're racing somewhere, what is the thing sometimes that you that stops you and reminds you that you'll get there when you get there? What are the simple things in your everyday life that bring you to calm. Maybe it's when you get up in the morning to make a ritual around making your tea or making your coffee and sitting with that tea or coffee and just breathing, you know, before the house wakes up. Maybe it is taking even five minutes to walk around the block or sit on your porch or in your yard or wherever you have access to. Think about different ways that when you do those things, it calms you. And the reason that we do this is because I think there's this false assumption that we should know what makes us feel good, that we should always know you know, it's like when, when my kid kids asked me what I wanted for Mother's Day and I, you know, if they would have, if I would have been talking to them at any other time, I would have been able to tell them, oh, I've been thinking about getting this or I'd really like to eventually get something like this. But when, when they asked me, I couldn't think of one thing that I had wanted. Everything just went poof out of my head. It's the same thing about meditation or mindfulness, centering. Have a few things that you know, when I do that, it makes me feel good. When I do that, it slows me down. When I do that, I am in touch with my inner voice. Even if it, even if I only have five minutes. So, If you make a list, you know, you might not be in a place where you can make a list right now, but be thinking about it. Be thinking about the things that you can do for yourself that help bring you to calm or remind you, hey, it's time that we get back to calm. On that list, have things that you can do really quickly, like in three to five minutes, 
So for instance, when I was making the soup and I noticed like the pressure of my phone, the first thing I probably should have done is shut off my phone, <laughs> but I didn't. The, net, the next thing I could have done is when my phone was beeping, I could have used that as like, hey, let's be mindful right now. Let's, you know, let's take a second and not worry about it. Um, so on the list, have have things that are three to five minutes that you can do that no matter where you are, help you feel calm or at least help you shake out that trapped energy. One thing is to play a song that gets you dancing. Another thing is to sing really loudly. Another thing is to, you know, go sit on your porch for five minutes and take deep breaths. Another thing is maybe this seems like a weird one, but maybe get on TikTok and watch the person that you love that always makes you laugh for five minutes. So that's your five minute section. And then take it a step further and think about things that, you know, maybe take you 10 or 15 minutes, like a walk around the block, slowly looking at what's growing right now you know, watching the trees move in the wind like I'm doing right now from my office. I'm looking up out of the window and the tree is framing the clouds so pretty and the wind is blowing them slightly like lace. You know, that's one thing that you could do for 10 to 15 minutes. You could take a bath. You could take a hot shower. You could sprint around your block you could write yourself a love note. Um, so, again, unique to you. What is unique to you that helps you feel calm and centered? And then the next thing is you could take it even further and what could you do for 30 minutes? No restrictions. You know, you're the only one that creates restrictions. The only restriction that I would put on it is it safe is it healthy? Is it loving? So what could you do for 30 minutes? Again, I don't really take a bath for shorter than 30 minutes. You know, if I'm going to go to the effort of cleaning the bathtub, filling it with bubble bath, getting my tea and my book or my classical music or whatever I'm listening to, it's a whole thing. Uh, I'm going to be in there for at least 30 minutes. So that could be on my 30-minute list, you know, listening to somebody that calms you. Like, there are lots of meditation apps. There are podcasts that center and calm. You could call a really good friend that always helps you remember who you are. The reason, again, that we make these kind of lists is we need things in our back pocket that we can grab at any time. So wherever you are right now, think about one thing that you could do the next time you're in the car, you're like me making soup, multiple things are vying for your attention. What are the things that you can do? What is that thing that you can do on the spot to stop yourself from spinning? 
one of the things that I know that really works for me, and you can do it right now where you are, is I take my pointer finger and my thumb, and it doesn't have to be exact. Usually it's the pointer finger, but all of my fingers, and then my thumb, and I press on my collarbone from, so my pointer finger, I'm using my right hand, but it's because I'm right-handed, is on my collarbone on the left side and my thumb is on my collarbone on the right side. And I, and then I let the rest of my fingers just rest right under that and I press. So wherever you're at right now, do that with me and take a few deep cleansing breaths. That's it. The other thing you can do is put your left hand on, or ignore that. Put your right hand on your collarbone. It's usually like the first three fingers and your left hand on your left collarbone. And you can either press or you can tap alternating one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25. Deep cleansing breath. You know, you can take one breath, you can take three breaths. That's it. Sometimes it's as short as saying, I see what's going on here and I can stay calm. I see what's going on here and I can take a minute away from what I'm doing and just take a break. I can step away from the soup, probably turn it off or take it off the burner or turn it down so it's not on high and burning. I can step back and I can take a breath and I can also say, you're enough. There is enough time. There is enough time. And that's it. I... I want you to know that we all do this. We all get spun out. And especially now, you know, being pressed on all sides, it's more likely that we're going to get spun out more often. So if you can do these little things to return to yourself, be in the moment that you're in, you know, lovingly cook food for yourself, calmly cook food for yourself or for other people or whatever you do in your life. You deserve to be calm. The world is chaotic enough. You deserve to be calm. Thank you for listening. It really means a lot to me that you would take time out of your busy schedule to listen to my podcast. It, that is not lost on me. Remember who you are. Maybe that's something for calming too, is just to remind yourself you are worth knowing, 
You are worth loving. You are worth being in this world. So take care of yourself. Try to stay calm. If you can't, that's okay. You just keep returning to it until you can. Please like, share, subscribe, rate, review. Do all of the things that you do. Songs, the music is done by Todd Michael Fadel. And I'm so grateful that I have somebody in my life that will hear me go, hey, I need something, you know, between thoughts and I'm not sure how to do it. Here's what I'm thinking, being super vague. And he comes up with something brilliant, as you'll hear or as you heard in this podcast. Take care, everybody.